Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Moore. I work for Google. I lead the Google Earth team. I'm based in Santa Cruz. One may be like a personal tendency rather than an external obstacle. There are tons of external ones too that I could probably come up with, but an internal one is is perfectionism, right? That I I I just tend to to really be to be perfectionist and also also to think that I used to think that there's one right answer to things. And my job is to get all the data and figure out the right answer before I would make a decision and move forward. And I remember one time in grad school where I was trying to decide which professor would be my advisor. And I was just completely stuck because they were both good and I couldn't decide. And there were pros and cons. And it felt like an obstacle because I was spending a very long time trying to figure it out. And finally, and I, I figured that only one of them was the right answer. And finally a friend of mine said, you know what, throw the I Ching. I don't know if you know the I Ching. Mm -mm. It's called the Chinese book of changes. And you ask a question and then you throw like five coins or six coins and you read off the heads and tails or you throw sticks and it gives you a number between one and 64 and you look that up and there's a message that's supposed to be the answer to the question that you pose when you throw the I Ching. And so I said, okay, tell me which professor should be my advisor. And I threw the I Ching and the answer that came back was everything furthers. I'm like, everything furthers. And then I read it and it says, you have multiple paths, but any of them will take you to a fortuitous destination and just begin your journey and, you know, be mindful along the way and be prepared to make mid-course career. I was like, I can't believe this is such a perfect answer. And, you know, and I, I really still remember it to this day because I realize, I, and I, I hold this to be true today, that 
many times we think, oh, there's one right answer to something and, and we have to figure it out. And often, and this is true, absolutely true in technology as well, that it's often best to make a good, you know, choose a good direction, you know, put a good design out there. This is the sort of iterate and improve and, and get user feedback, like get started, get feedback and, you know, correct it as you go. I became much less uh, paralyzed after that and much more biased toward action, as they might say in, in tech circles. Rebecca, you and I have a lot in common. We're both introverted perfectionists, <laughs> like cultivating our extroverted skill set. <laughs> so who has been a mentor along your journey? You know, it's funny. I don't know if this is the right answer, but I think I resisted mentors for a long time in my career because I was pretty independent and I also didn't want to bother anyone. And I felt like I should be able to figure things out myself. And it was really sort of in the, maybe I would say the middle of my career that I had an interaction with actually one of uh, my, my first boss at Google and I was sort of stuck on something and I hadn't wanted to bother him. And he finally became aware of it. And he's like, I want to help you. Like, I'm here to help you. I'm here to unblock you. I'm here to support you. Like, use me as a resource. <laughs> it sounds so obvious, right? But uh, I, it was kind of an epiphany for me. And then I've been much more comfortable since then. And I've had really good you know, a number of good mentors since then where I've let myself uh, just really be open with them with what my struggles are and where I need help. And, you know, I keep being surprised at how much people want to help. This is Eva Rentero from Soprasteria. I am a data scientist and we are a European leader in consulting digital services and software development based in Scotland. I've been doing martial arts for 18 years now. It is a Japanese martial art. So they teach you that you need to be strong enough and flexible enough with yourself to be able to help anybody else. So that is my thought every day. So if, if I am not okay, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to be able to help myself more. I'm not going to be able to deliver my job. I'm not going to be able to help anybody else, like my friends and my family. Also, I do a checklist every single night and I implement these new changes uh, like very very in a slow motion I cannot implement a new habit a month like all those new uh, how can I say waves are trying to make us think that no you should drink three liters of water you should do exercise you should do yoga you should do a stretching you need to do welcome to my brain and then it's like <laughs> That's what my brain sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And the other day, like, can I have five minutes to have a heart attack, please? <laughs> so we need to start step by step. And also, what it works for you probably is not going to work for me. There is many people is doing yoga. Yoga doesn't work for me. Martial arts, in my case, is yoga for me because we are doing everything for two hours. Like, everything is just low motion, uh, working out, being super calm, very concentrated, very focused. I cannot do yoga, but I can do that. You cannot do martial arts, for example. Maybe you can do yoga. So in the morning, you need to think one day, you need to sit down with yourself, say, okay, from all those habits 
in social media, which ones are the ones that are probably going to fit with me the best? In my case, uh, drinking water in the morning has changed my life because now I don't have headaches. And not because I was stressed, it's because I was dehydrated. <laughs> Nobody told me about it. <laughs> so first thing in the morning, drinking water, great. Stretches. Well, after a month, you can stretch every day, every morning. In the first month, every day, without any knowledge, you're going to break because you are just stiff from bed. So you need to make a list and you need to prioritize. For me, I love reading. I don't have time for reading. So what is the point to be pushing myself to have 10 minutes to read a book when I will maybe prefer to having cuddles for 10 minutes before bed? So we need to stop. We need to slow down. Habits are amazing. They can change your life. But we don't have to have 15 different habits. They're all good. But probably most of us are not going to be good for you. So you need right. to choose your own ones. I feel like I just went to like a wellness session. Like, <laughs> first of all, you understand what it's like to live inside my brain. FYI, speaking of all this wellness, you have a weight behind you, I just noticed, which is I awesome. know, I know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's everything I've been thinking about. And uh, yeah, I think you just helped all of us get <laughs> just a little bit closer to the lives that we want to be living. One of the most powerful things I heard recently was it's something like habits create your future. Like you can mm -hmm. control People try so hard to wish or hope or aim for the certain thing and really fast within a year, but then they don't do the habits or day or week or month. They don't do the habits to lead up to that. Mm -hmm. So by just deciding on your habits, you could essentially predict your future, which I thought was really interesting. It is interesting. And I do believe in that. And I do agree. Hi, this is Bismal Ajit with my company, HerTech Drive. I am working as a founder and HerTech Drive is a podcast that focuses on empowering women from the tech industry and redefining the industry one episode at a time. I am based in Lahore, Pakistan. We are seeing more and more startups getting big investments. The world culture is great. People are great. As I'm meeting new people, as I'm more um, doing doing more networking in all the company organizations and all, what I'm seeing is a general trend that people are very much ambitious here. So it's like um, the overall um, when we you know when uh, Pakistan is considered as in a global economy or something, it's more towards uh, all about terrorism and 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 just low literacy rate or something like women are not having enough rights and all. So. The, pro the problems are still there, but you know, these, we have a really positive side that can be shown to the world. If I have been uh, lucky and my parents and my uh, system or my community has been like uh, supportive enough that I have been here and I was lucky enough and I have all the gratitude that I could like have the kind of education that I have and I could have the kind of experience and that I was able to found those two companies. But still there are many women and many girls out there who have not been given the same opportunity. So the problems are still there, but you know, we have a lot of uh, supportive communities also and the, uh, and the, and the kind of networking that we have helpful in our way. So answering to your second question about how it feels to be a founder in an Asian country like Pakistan versus Or even a, a woman in tech and a founder. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it's hard. It's 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 hard. There's a lot that needs to be done in this department. In the company I was working with, I was the only girl working in a room full of men as a software engineer. The common um, problems that we are seeing, like 
our ideas are not readily acknowledged and all the symptoms of like what we face as in imposter syndrome not being good enough not being all those self limiting doubts so they they're all there you know just being a woman in tech we have very limited uh, representation of uh, girls having tech careers in pakistan just considering the few big corporations even in those we see girls in like quality assurance uh, jobs or in hr on the but not in core development programs i guess the because of the hectic uh, routines or somewhat so this is this is something that really needs to be worked upon and secondly um talking about being a founder that i would like to explain with more of like asian culture being raised in an asian culture or in a brown family i would say all of the pressure that students and uh, mostly just people have is that the families are looking up to them so you do not have any choice of failing it's like if you are trying something or if you are pursuing something the pressure is so much that you have to have make it a success or unless it's a direct attack on your family's reputation it is something that like parents have to brag over in whatever scenario uh, in such brown cultures parents have to brag about like my children or my son or daughter she is doing this 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 in every family meeting or in any meetup it's like this is the biggest headline what is what am i doing and how how well someone is doing so starting something entrepreneurship is something that is that is re- very risky it's something you cannot just go and start a company one day it's not you have to like working here in pakistan you have to like think on a lot of i mean being a girl you are already fighting on a lot of battles and i mean you have to constantly prove your worth and you have to constantly uh, fight through your own uh, struggles and all and then if you are pursuing and uh, firstly so firstly moving into tech and then as a software engineer it's already considered a rebellious act and then on top of that if you're like moving to entrepreneurship this is something like oh my god this is you have to have make it a success and then if you're not you are risking the money you are risking your career you are risking your time which is like the most important assets so it has been hard and i guess we have almost around just 1% of women representation in as as founders which is really you know it's it's really sad and it's we have to work on this yeah The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, with help from Janice Geronimo, edited by Corey Jennings, production and voiceover by Adam Carroll, and music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL most valuable listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.